Hello, my friends, and welcome into the Double T Podcast. I am your humble host, Double T, welcoming everybody in from here and around the globe. First, we would like to raise our hearts and prayers up to our friends in Ukraine for their valiant fight against the evil dictator Vladimir Putin and the Russian aggression that has killed so many in what I can only say is a senseless war. A war that was completely preventable had the United States and NATO taken the lead and pushed back. But we cannot rewrite history. But Putin has cemented his legacy right next to Hitler. And I'm afraid to say that history will say that when they look back, the United States at this particular moment in time chose to lead from behind. I received an email today, one of those that gets passed around to a lot of people, but it really caught my attention and it got me thinking and it led me to today's topic, which is really the state and mindset of our country's leadership and how it trickles down to the people and how people can sometimes easily go down the wrong path. Believe it or not, my friends, not everybody in our country is a free thinker. A good portion of our country are followers. But here is the email in its entirety, and it's called, I Never Cared. I believe more and more people are starting to feel the way that I do. I never cared if you were gay or whatever acronym you choose to call yourself until you started shoving it down my throat. I never cared what color your skin was until you started blaming me for your problems. I never cared about your political affiliation until you started condemning me for mine. I never cared where you were from in this great republic or anywhere around this world until you began condemning people based on where they were born and their history that makes them who they are. I never cared if you were well off or poor because I've been both until you started calling me names for working hard to make a better life for myself and family. I never cared if your beliefs were different than mine until you said that my beliefs were wrong I never cared if you didn't like guns until you tried to take mine away. Now, I care. I've given all the tolerance that I have to give. This is no longer my problem, it's your problem. You can fix it, it's not too late, but it needs to be soon. I am a patient person, but I am running out of patience. There are literally tens of millions of people just like me that are sick of this anti-American crap. I have always cared about life and all lives, but now you try to force the notion on me and other fellow citizens that certain lives matter more than others. You protest, riot, attack, burn, and loot. Your so-called movement has become 
a radical, out-of-control bunch of thugs, criminals, and anarchists who are intent on destroying this country. The masses have had enough. America is the greatest country on earth, and if you don't like America, then we invite you to leave. We are done caring about your misguided feelings. You don't have the right to enjoy American freedoms if you are trying to take that right away from me and other Americans. So that is the end of the email. And I would like to take a few minutes to break that down. And let's talk first about how a person identifies themselves. Now, when I was a kid, I had no idea what that meant. And quite frankly, when I was about 55 years old, I went to a group. One of the first things that they did is they said, we're going to go around the table and everybody's going to introduce themselves and give two pronouns as to how they identify. And at 55 years old, I had no idea what this lady was talking about. Thank God I didn't have to go first. Unfortunately, I picked up on halfway around the table as to exactly what they were doing, and I was able to come up with the fact that I identified as he, him. But I was oblivious, and I do what every father does. I go and ask my kids. Uh, I went and asked my daughter, who has young kids, who's a little bit more in tune to today's younger society than I am. What the hell is this? She rolled her eyes and she explained it to me and I did a little research after that. Thank the Lord for Google. And started figuring out what was going on here and frankly I was alarmed that was what was going on in our school systems. I don't think on a personal level that gender, gender identification should begin with a teacher. I'm actually fascinated by Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida by passing legislation that at least keeps it out of classrooms K through three. And immediately the left names the bill the don't say gay bill. I think this is such a delicate subject that I honestly feel that this is something that should be dealt with in the home between a parent and a child rather than between a teacher and a child. In sixth grade, one of my grandchildren's teachers, first question, first day of school was, how do you identify yourself? Sixth grade. I still don't think that's an appropriate question in school. I'm told that I'm a dinosaur, but I don't feel comfortable with that. But I also know that there are plenty of vehicles in school for children to do that. I realize that we live in a much more tolerant society today, and there are plenty of clubs and organizations that children can assimilate to on their own and that they don't have to get called out in the middle of a classroom where they might not be as comfortable to do so. So to me, it doesn't matter how you identify yourself, but where you are 
and where you do make that identification is a very sacred thing to that person who's making that identification. And they have to do that in a place where they are totally comfortable to do it. They might not be comfortable doing it in front of their mom or dad. And school might not be the place. Uh, they might be afraid, uh, like I said, to tell their parents. But there are vehicles in schools such as guidance counselors. There are groups that they can join. They're more probably comfortable telling their friends. They're more comfortable for them uh, saying it where they want to say it. Don't call them out in the classroom. Let them do it in their way, whatever way that they want to do it and feel comfortable doing it. To me, that's a compromise. And to me, that's the only way we're going to fix any of the problems that we have in this country is compromise. And it seems to me like neither side is willing to do that which is why Republican and Democratic politics is bullshit. Because nobody is willing to make any sacrifices or compromises to fix the problems that we have. I mean, this isn't rocket science. Okay, it's not rocket science but, but to any degree. So the next topic was the color of your skin. Now... I'm not quite sure, but I know there are racist people out there, and I'm not going to lie because I always promised you, my loyal audience, on this podcast that I would always tell the absolute truth. There was a time in my life where I had racist tendencies, and I didn't even know it. Back in the 60s and 70s, when my generation was growing up, Homophobia and racism were not taught in our homes, but they were virtually implied. Now, I didn't realize that, and I will give you the old cliche that I did have friends of color, which I did, but it didn't dawn on me until I had kids, daughters in particular, that it really hit home. You know, God forbid your daughter comes home with a black guy. God forbid if your daughter comes home with a Puerto Rican guy. What's everybody going to think? Because that's how our family was. Nobody cared about anything except what the house and the family looked except from the outside in. Nobody gave a crap what it looked like from the inside out. Everybody wanted to be the cleavers with the white picket fence, uh, the little puppy, and every, you know, Mama June, Papa Ward, Wally, and the Beave. Everybody wanted to be the cleavers. All right? And, and everything was, well, what, what are people, anytime I screw it up, well, what are people going to think? Who cares what people think is what I finally evolved to. So, it happened for me late in life, and I will be very honest with you. Uh, I give my oldest daughter 90% of the credit for my evolution away from homophobia and racism. Uh, I learned a lot of lessons the hard way, but I am very proud of the journey that I have taken in evolving to the person that I have become. 
And I can truly say that I am a person that does not see color, and I am a person that does not give two shits about sexual orientation. Why should I? And that begs the question, why should any of us? People need to do what makes people happy. And who am I, or for that fact, who is anybody else to judge anybody? As far as I know, in my belief system, there is only one judge, and that judge is not here on earth. And you will be judged someplace else by a power greater than you. So, then there's political affiliations. Now, that's a tough one, and I'm going to go through this very slowly for the politically challenged. Uh, we used to have a two-party system in this country uh, called Republicans and Democrats. Republicans tend to be on the conservative side, and Democrats tend to be on the liberal side. But something went awry someplace. Picture uh, a line with an intersection drawn in the center of it. Okay? Republicans sat at the right of the intersections and Democrats sat at the left of the intersection. So we have conservatives just to the right of center and liberals just to the left of center. Now, the definition of a conservative is just to the right of center and the definition of a liberal is just to the left of center. But what ended up happening uh, all of a sudden, there was some type of a laboratory experiment that went wrong someplace. And as the great Rush Limbaugh used to say, somewhere in Rio Linda, uh, and all of a sudden, liberals moved so far to the left that they became socialist, virtually socialist slash communist. And conservatives moved so far to the right that they became authoritarians. So, so much for conservatives and liberals. You cannot have a political conversation in this climate without people going off the wall. And God forbid you mention Donald Trump's name and the explosion happens. Uh, and, and, and folks, as a side note, don't let this January 6th hearing cloud your thinking. It is nothing, it's not a hearing, it's a farce. It is... If it was truly a hearing, there would be representation from both sides. They would be calling witnesses. They would be cross-examining them. Uh, there would be Republicans there, um, as well as Democrats. You know, it would be a true hearing, like the Watergate hearings uh, or, or, or the Warren Commission. I mean, this is not a hearing. It is political theater is what you're watching. Okay, um, and the reason why it's happening is to take people's mind off of how bad the country is doing. So getting back to the topic, I'm a conservative, but I am what I call myself and what I consider myself, I am a common sense conservative. 
and I can have a discussion with any reasonable liberal. But the only way you can fix problem, my friends, is if you're able to sit down and discuss and come up with reasonable solutions. And in order to do that, you need to compromise. Do you notice how the word compromise keeps popping up? That's the only way you're going to solve the problem. That's the only way we're going to solve any of the problems that are facing this nation at this time, or at any time, is by compromise. Next, we have where are you from? Now, I come from a predominantly Italian Catholic neighborhood in a small town in Connecticut. But there were Irish families, Polish families, back fam black families, uh, some Indian families, some Muslim families, and I got news for you. None of us cared where any of those kids came from. Maybe our parents did, but as kids, we could care less. If you could wear a glove and catch a ball, you were on the team. And that's how I raised my children. We appreciate all cultures. We gave everybody the benefit of the doubt. If you're good people, you're welcomed in our house. You're welcomed at our table. It doesn't matter where you're from. It matters who you are inside. And that's how I see the world. And that's how I raised my children to see the world. The more people that see the world that way, the much a much better place the world would be. Of course, then we have wealth and social status. There are some who can't see past their own noses when it comes to wealth and social status. There's been many times in my life that I've had great deals of money. And more often than not, I haven't had much. But I live my life the exact same way, no matter what was in my pocket. My values have been the same, no matter what was in the bank. And I've treated people the same way, whether they were wealthy or whether they were poor. They were treated equally because as a human being, when you're in the box, you're not judged on how many toys you have. You're judged on how you lived your life. And more people should think that way. Then there's your beliefs. Everybody has a right to their own set of beliefs. And I'm thinking this in terms of religious beliefs. My philosophy on this is as long as your beliefs don't interfere with mine, we don't have a problem. I'm not going to shove my beliefs down your throat, nor should you shove yours down mine. If you come to my house for dinner and you have a religious belief that says you can't eat something, I will make an accommodation, of course. Or if you have to pray at a certain time, we will always allow you that opportunity. Because those are reasonable things that you do. As long as people don't shove their beliefs down your throat, there's no conflict. And as long as you don't do the same, 
There's no conflict. And last but not least, there's the gun issue. And that's a kind of hot topic right now in the wake of all the mass shootings. If you listen to my episode from June 9th about mass shootings, that appropriately and delicately covers that topic. Folks, we're sitting here on July 11th. We are four months away from the midterm elections. And I am going to issue you a warning. What you are about to see for the next four months is a bunch of fear-mongering. You are going to start hearing about an uptick in COVID cases. You are going to start seeing a lot of lockdowns again in states that are not governed by strong conservative Republican leadership. You are going to see our current administration blaming all the problems that we are having on Putin. You notice Biden calling everything the Putin tax hike, the Putin gas tax. Putin's the reason for the inflation. It's Russia's fault. Gas prices are going to continue to rise. Supply chain issues are going to keep getting worse. Prices at the grocery store are going to continue to rise. And the Federal Reserve will keep printing more money, devaluing the U.S. dollar, which means inflation will just keep skyrocketing. What does all this mean? It means that we have inept leadership in Washington and they would rather fight a Twitter war and win a Twitter war on the president misspeaking and reading something off of his teleprompter that he should not have read and then editing the White House transcripts to cover it rather than fix the problems that are happening in the country. Whenever I heard that he dipped into the strategic oil reserve and shipped oil off to China, I was mortified. Not surprised, but I was mortified. And I hold McConnell and the rest of the Republicans just as responsible as I hold the Democrats. Make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, Republicans and Democrats are equally responsible for the travesty that is going on in this country right now. Remember, I keep telling you, they should all wear NASCAR uniforms like NASCAR drivers and should all have patches on them for who's sponsoring them. And the larger the contributions, the bigger the patches, so we know who owns our lawmakers. Because they're all a bunch of morally corrupt and morally bankrupt individuals. Say what you want about Trump, but this country was in much better shape when he was at the helm. You might not have liked his personality, but he got the job done. And with that, folks, I would like to say a couple of things. Just remember, tomorrow is promised to no one. So when you have a chance, stop and smell the roses. And if you have an opportunity to do a random act of kindness for somebody, take that opportunity. For if everybody did a random act of kindness for someone, this world would be a much better place to live. Until next time, my friends, this is Double T saying, Bona Fortuna. Good fortune, my friends. You take care now. Mm -hmm.